Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint today. Our guest is Stefan, the CEO at Pointer Pro. Hello. Hello, Christian. Nice to meet you. Please tell us what your campaign does. Well, at Pointer Pro, we um, we in fact are um, a software platform um, for professional service company. And what we um, what we actually do is we help professional service companies um, to automate their advice delivery. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty broad, um, I know. Um, but like advice delivery is at the core of the business of uh, those companies. And we do it um, by um, converting their expertise into assessments with personalized advice reports. Yeah. So um, our software has two parts. Mm -hmm. um, the assessment engine, um, and you have to see it as a questionnaire um, where um, you can enter um, questions and multiple choice answers and, and other different types of answers. Um, and then uh, respondents can uh, can take those questionnaires or they, those assessments. So that's the first part. Mm -hmm. um, but then the second part, um, which makes it um, quite differentiating, is that the responses um, of those um, people that uh, take part in the assessment, they are used um, to, um, to do certain calculations, uh, to perform logic on them, um, and to um, convert them into um, personalized advice. Yeah? Um, so, um, and that advice then um, like formatted in a nicely looking report um, that is um, that can be set up according to your brand uh, branding and your colors and with your logo and so. On. A very um, simple example: if you have a, a cybersecurity maturity assessment, you could ask a question in the questionnaire: um, Do you have already antivirus uh, on mm -hmm. all your PCs? Um, and if the answer is no, um, then you could give the advice, yeah, start by installing antivirus on your PCs. I mean, it's a simple example, but um, this kind of logic, like if um, something in the assessment is answered in this or that way, then you give um, a specific advice. And that is what is set up in the in the layer in between the scoring and logic engine. Um, and um, yeah, of course, it's a simple example, but you can um, automate quite complex um, um assessments um in in that way and you can do it without technical knowledge and that's also an advantage of our product what do you say are the most loved features of your product yeah certainly the um the report itself um which is um yeah well when you look at it, it it's the best compliment that we receive um is that um people think that this report is uh, written by consultants Sometimes if the uh, report is um, sent out by email, they want a delay um, in, in sending it out so that people perceive as, yeah, if it was would have been written by, by someone, otherwise it's not possible if you send it out immediately. Um, so the, the, the report is certainly the, the most loved outcome of, of, our, um, of our tool, but like under the hood, of course, there's a lot of um, things that... Um, make it in a way that the report is very personalized and with um, branding and so so the scoring and logic um, engine and also for the branding um, and the design um, aspects of the report we have the WYSIWYG editor we have a like an editor where you can uh, create uh, the report without uh, really design skills or programming skills so that's also uh, an important uh, feature and what is the pricing for Pointer Pro? Right, the pricing, if we talk about, um, we still have some um, uh, smaller plans 
um, with, without the reporter functionality. Um, but mm -hmm. if it's um, with reports uh, functionality, uh, it ranges from, um, yeah, depending on the usage, how many reports that you generate and how, how many user accounts that you want, um, from about uh, 3,500 euro or dollars per year to, uh, we have customers that pay several 10,000 uh, euros or dollars uh, per year. Um, but they consume higher volumes or there is other uh, features um, that uh, make it a bit more expensive. I'd love to know how competitive is your uh, market that you operate in? Yeah, we started basically um, as a survey uh, tool. Mm -hmm. But back in 2019, we, um, we switched um, into assessments and the survey uh, market is very um, uh, competitive. And there's a lot of um, survey tools, as you know, um, and also quite saturated. Um, so it's, it's difficult to, uh, to stand out. Um, but like with the assessments and with the combination of the, the questionnaire and, and the automated, uh, automatic report, um, it's um, much more um, differentiating. Yeah? It's, it's a much more unique solution. Uh, you don't have um, other vendors that have uh, both the questionnaires and the report builder and also the, the logic uh, scoring and logic engine um, in between in, in one application. Um, so um, so since we are um, have launched that, um, we see uh, higher conversions. Um, we see uh, customers that stick longer. Uh, we see also larger deals. Uh, so that is uh, also the advice that I could give to um, to other uh, SaaS uh, startups, um, don't go for like the biggest market, but try to find a niche which is like big enough to to earn money for yourself, of course, but small enough to um, ensure that not all the big uh, guys are um, looking at it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing the, the advice. When did you start the company and why did you choose to solve this problem? So um, I started the company um, like um yeah 11 years ago but then back then it was like a focus on the surveys mm -hmm. um and in the beginning as i said it was um like yeah quite difficult um to stand out um what we did is like we um focused on the respondent experience and giving the respondents uh, like a superior experience and that worked out for like partially um, but then afterwards, the other tools also be became more user-friendly. Um, so then um, basically um, in, in 2019, we made then the addition of the uh, report uh, engine uh, that we have um, added to the functionality. And then, um, yeah, why we, we did it, um, basically, this was mostly um, by looking at what our customers were asking for um, in combination also with a little bit our own uh, vision or like how we, we saw the, the, like the future because I've been an, a consultant uh, in the past myself. Mm. And um, yeah, like automating the advice delivery within a consulting company was uh, like a compelling problem for me to solve. I understand. And do you have uh, other co-founders? Um, yeah, we have, uh, have one co-founder. Um, Mark, um, who is um, doing, um, he's doing a, basically a commercial so sales and customer uh, service and also professional services because we have also a small profession, professional service department and I'm doing marketing products and the generic, um, yeah, all the rest basically, I mean the supporting functions. And like have you raised any funding? Uh, 
Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no funding. We have a, we have no funding. We are bootstrapped. We have um like um non-dilutive um funding or like a, a loan from yeah. uh from a bank here in Belgium and another institution here for about one million uh, dollars that we raised last year. Um, but no um no equity funding. No. Would you recommend uh, that to other founders? Yeah, as long as you can grow um decently. Um, without funding, I would certainly recommend it. Um, now, there's no, um, it's not that black and white. Um, if you have um, like a more, I think SaaS is in general not that capital intensive. Um, if like B2B SaaS, B2C maybe um, more. Um, but if you're not too capital intensive, um, then it's just building the product and that consumes most of the capital and then the marketing afterwards also. Um, but if you can do that yeah, along the way, while revenue, real revenue from customers is already um, flowing in, and that's, I think, the ideal situation. But then afterwards, if you find a revenue engine where you can like um, put $1 in and get $3 out, so to say, um, then you can, uh, of course, um, consider funding. You don't have to because it's just a, a choice uh, between like going at 30-40% uh, per year um, without funding or going at 81% at per year with funding. It's just a choice to, uh, but having a, a higher risk and also uh, being uh, diluted. That's fantastic. What did you say was your biggest challenge since uh, starting the company? Yeah, the biggest challenge I think was like the first years when um, when we were um, struggling uh, to find our product market fit. We we tried to um, we knew that the survey market in general um, that do, that would mean not like lead us to long term success, and that we had to find a niche and we explored some some possible paths uh, to take. Um, so we did something with events and uh, like scanning Q QR codes at events and then getting a questionnaire and so on, stuff like that. Then we saw that that was not, um, that was basically a dead end and that uh, path. And then we tried some other things, but the main challenge is, I think, to, um, if I look back from hindsight, I mean, you have to try those things, but um, what I would recommend or what I would do different is that you have to, um, be able to conclude faster that something is not going to work and then try the new thing then it would be um uh, have led us faster to the to the real like the product that we have now to the product market fit absolutely absolutely what is our uh, vision for the future of the company well the vision behind um the the, the product and the company is that uh, professional services should be able to uh, go their business without always going the headcount. Yeah? Um, so because I've been in professional services and in consulting, and when we had to um, yeah to grow our business, we always had to recruit new people. Now, thanks to digitization, you can go without um, recruiting new people um, or without recruiting proportionally, so to say. Um, mm -hmm. And digitization is is a, a, like a major driver for for that. And, and of course, we are only one piece of the puzzle there, or our tool is only one piece of the puzzle, but we think it's an important piece because we digitize the ask, assess, 
advice process on the three A's, and that's the core process um, for those um, those companies. So that's the vision for the advice giver, um, which is um, the consultant, which our clients. Um, for the receiver of the advice, um, which is um, mostly the customer of our customer, then we think that the democratization of professional advice is a higher vision, is the better world. That professional advice should be democratized um, yep. because it's still quite expensive in um, because it involves labor cost of highly skilled um, professionals. And um, yeah, if, if uh, we think uh, that digitization so, should lead to democratization in, in all cases, so that um, that should be um, the end result for the ones that receive the advice. So for example, we have a, a, a customer who is ex-private banker who has uh, financial assessments on freefinancialplan.com. You, you can try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before uh, to to get financial advice in the context of a private bank, you you had to have a net uh, assets of I don't know one million euro dollars. Otherwise, you're not uh, allowed to be customer there. And now with the digital device, yeah, you don't have um, it's much more um, affordable. Um, so you don't have um, to have this kind of um, huge um, uh, assets. Uh, um, so in that way, he has democratized uh, professional advice uh, or financial advice with our tool. So that's great. I appreciate the transparency. And uh, now more on the personal side, I'd love to hear how you started your career. Well, I started my career in consulting. Um, it was back in the uh, late 90s, so I'm pretty old already. <laughs> um, so um, I started at uh, what was called then uh, Pricewaterhouse, and it became Coopers. And then I switched after seven years, I switched to CSC, Computer Science Corporation, which is now renamed to DX, uh, DXC uh, Technology. Um, so and then, yeah, during that path, um, I learned a lot about enterprise software, like larger systems such as SAP. I um, did some uh, large scale implementations of this kind of software in um, companies like Nestle and Atlas Copco, so large um, um, corporates. Um, yeah. And I've seen uh, also the rise of cloud computing um, at the end of, of my career and there in the consulting um, and the possibilities of, of the cloud and the possibilities of SaaS uh, software. And then uh, at that moment, I decided to um, yeah to um, switch my career to um, to found a SaaS company and then to go all in for that. And what would be your uh, best piece of advice for a starting SaaS founder? Yeah, best piece of advice is I think um, I think you have to use your network, um, and that's advice that you um, often uh, get. Um, like use your network, but then um, also build up already your network before. Um, if you think that you will start in a couple of years, you can also already start to build up your network. Uh, that's certainly a good thing, but that's quite generic advice, of course. But the specific advice that I would to, like to add is then that you also um, have to um, go outside your network as soon as possible. Um, so the way we did it is, okay, the first um, version of the product, um, when it was live, of course, I I checked with my network where there was um, interest. Then we had a couple of customers um, that originated from my network, like um, quite big names like uh, BNP Paribas here in Belgium, big bank, um, and then also like a pharma company. Um, but then as soon as possible, you have to use those 
reference and use those cases to go outside your network. Um, and then I remember the first, yeah, the, the first moment of joy is of course when the first customer um, is um, onboarded. But um, the, the the second moment of joy, let's say, or another um, significant moment of joy is also when someone that doesn't know you yeah, from Australia, from the States or far away finds you via the internet and then becomes client after a couple of weeks. Um, that is um, also very um, like, um, rewarding because they um, they become client not because of you, but because of your product. So that uh, means something. Absolutely. What's your favorite SaaS product apart from uh, Pointer Pro? Whoa, um, yeah, we love um, we love HubSpot. We love also Gong. Um, that's maybe a lesser known, but lesser known. It's the tool to uh, <laughs> to record um, sales yeah. calls, and I use it a lot to um, to really listen to the sales calls when I'm on the go. Uh, like in my car and I mean by listening to customers I, I don't have the time to um to really attend those calls because it's then during working hours but if I can just on my mobile and in, in the car when working out uh, listen to it then um it gives me so much um like uh, knowledge and, and insights but also like it's also rewarding because you hear these customers talk about your product um, and that's uh, that's great about uh, product and uh, go. Absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing the, the use case. Uh, how did you get your first customers? Well, the first customers were basically out of the network. Eh? So we um, we um, started the product and then we um, we uh, sent an email to our network. We had some meetings and then the first customers came. The first customers were the survey product was quite low um low price and then not so difficult for um to um to become a customer for like a large company or so i mean it was also a flexible contract um but then indeed quite uh, quite uh quickly afterwards we um um or like in parallel we invested in digital marketing and then uh, the customers also uh, soon afterwards um, um just came in like via the internet like um visiting our site um and then uh, either signing up in, in self-service mode or um, checked in with our sales team and then afterwards be became customer. And what has been the most uh, successful growth uh, strategy for getting new customers? Was it uh, digital marketing? Yeah, digital marketing, uh, more specifically, um, at the beginning it was organic search. Uh, we do a lot of uh, content and link building and all these kind of things. Um, mm. And then afterwards, when we launched the assessments um, product with the reports um, functionality, it was also paid search. And paid search is especially Google Ads. Is there anything else that you want to mention on today's podcast? Um, no, not not really. Um, if um, if listeners are interested in in myself, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, by uh, looking for my name, I'm quite uh, active on LinkedIn, and I'm also happy to uh, connect with uh, with the listeners to uh, exchange uh, um, thoughts and experience. Thank you for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Christian. <laughs>